North American songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to Cinders over Zoom video. Brad, Adrian, and Montana talked about their individual journeys in music and how they all met and formed the band Cinders. Adrian and Montana went to school together. Adrian was more in the hardcore scene where Montana was playing more of the singer-songwriter acoustic stuff. Uh, so they're kind of on polar opposites of the music spectrum as far as that goes. They ended up joining later in life and playing together. Brad found the band uh, via the internet and uh, heard some demos of theirs and joined as their drummer. Uh, they talked about putting out their first couple records, where they were when COVID hit and how that really affected their new album. And they told us all about their new song, Afternoon. You can watch our interview with Cinders on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bring It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bringin' Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Cinders. So this is all about you, your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. So did you all meet in, in Salt Lake? And are you all originally from there? Yeah, so we all met in uh, in Salt Lake. Um, so uh, the two other guys are originally from the Salt Lake Valley area. Um, I myself, um, I grew up in Southern California in Ventura, and I moved mm-hmm. out here in high school. And uh, Montana and I, we met in high school, and then we like to joke that we met Brad, our drummer, through Tinder. But it's really <laughs> it was really how? Sorry. Instagram. He, oh, Instagram. He slid in the dims. That's awesome. And then uh, how, how did you meet Josh? Uh, Josh Radner? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was a really cool um, experience. He actually tweeted about us um, back about five or so years ago. Okay. Um, and just kind of like a song of the day type of a thing. Um, so we knew that we were on his radar. So we, we reached out to him when we were prepping to uh, do a music video for the song Afternoon. Oh, cool. And, yeah, I just um, saw that you were on his, he, you had a photo with him on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, uh, <clears throat> um, we reached out and asked if he wanted to, he was instantly on board, which is super cool. Um, and he was just the man with it. And he, he brought on, uh, Abigail Spencer to do the, I mean, to star in it. Um, that's, that's amazing. It was a really cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was super fun. That's awesome. Okay. So you guys all met, like you said, you met in high school, Montana, you, you and Adrian. Yeah, we, we weren't really friends, though, back then. Yeah, we were, like, <laughs> rival, like, Jets and Sharks, you know, like, oh, okay. no, not really. in Utah. Yeah, we just, we knew of each other, and, like, so I, I played hardcore music in high school, and Montana was acoustic music, so that was our Jets and Sharks, you know, scenario sure. going on, but, no, we had, like, mutual friends and stuff, and, like, we were both, our school wasn't big into music, it was a bunch of, you know, the jock scene, so... If you were into music, you kind of knew it. You knew it, yeah. Okay. And Brad, how did you get into music? Um. Well, I my brother told me to take a percussion class in middle school, and I just said, "What the heck is percussion?" <laughs> and I took it. He actually got a drum set, but I was always better than him, and started taking lessons, and just just fell in love with it. So that's amazing. That's yeah. really. Cool. And then you obviously how'd you hit up these guys, or what? What? But them on your um, radar. They were just, you know, spam following everyone they could <laughs> to get followed right at right at the beginning. It's and uh, they started following me because I had actually done a gig with someone that went to high school with them. Oh, okay. And so when they followed me, I was like, oh, like 
this is a band. So I looked at them. They didn't have a drummer. So I was like, hey, are you guys looking for a drummer or something? And, and we were, actually. And they yeah. actually were. So And he came in audition, one-man audition. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> they, 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 uh, to play a show like three days later. Yep. Wow. Later. Yeah. So, so, it was so you guys, so you had it. You guys were together as a as a band prior to having a drummer. Or you just what writing songs just and for, just for a little bit. We we had started writing a couple of songs. We knew that we wanted drums in there, but we didn't have a drummer. So it was kind of just like you barely getting off the ground when when Brad messaged us. Right on. Um, what like what made you guys like? How'd you guys get together as far as writing? I mean, you're talking about being like polar opposites as far as far as that went in high school. Like, what kind of drew you back together to um, write songs? Well, at, at the time, we needed a bassist, and Adrian never played bass, but he's one of the best guitarists that we knew. And so, uh, <laughs> so we were like, so he can handle bass, right? And so we reached out and we're like. Uh, on, on his first audition, uh, like audition, I say, but like the first time that he came and jammed with us, I asked him if he could play, uh, what was it? Pentatonic. I was like, can you play a pentatonic scale? And he said, what, in what key? And I said, okay, you're hired. <laughs> so, <laughs> Instead so of what is that? <laughs> well, I went to school for jazz guitar and I would, that's where I was going. And, uh, one of our friends who was uh, playing with us before came up to me and he was like, Hey man, like starting this band. Do you want to play bass? And I said, I don't own a bass. And he said, that's okay. Like I just, got one. I got one. Just come, just come jam. And I was like, okay. And that's, that's how that came around. Yep. Wow. So did you end up finishing school as a, for jazz guitar? Uh, as close as you could without actually having to pay for, I didn't have the money to finish it, but I have everything else done through it. There you so go. Money or the time. <laughs> yeah. The money or the time. Too, too busy with yeah. the band. All right. There you go. There you go. Okay. So once you guys like, how did Brad, did you hear their songs before you joined or like, did you guys have stuff recorded? Uh, yeah. So they had sent me a couple songs and like, I was on the prowl kind of thing. Um, I had drum, I played drums for dating around. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> I had played for, um, about eight or nine years at the time. And growing up, I always had that fear of like, I'm not good enough to get, like, I'm not good enough to be in a band. And like, I was always scared. I did battle the bands. We always lost, you know, still to this day. It's always political. Um, <laughs> and so I just, well, once I was like 20, I think I was what, 22 or something, 23. I was like, you know, maybe I should start looking for some bands. And so I had, signed up for like bandmix.com if you've heard of that did you um yeah and, and i had signed up for a few things <laughs> like, did you <laughs> is that like match because i i had i had like got a lot of bands to send me their music and to be honest they were just trash every time i listened to it like this band is so bad like i have no idea what to do you know <laughs> And so when, when I uh, went to jam with these guys, they sent me a couple songs. Uh, one of them was I Could Do Better. Um, it's off of our first record. Mm -hmm. And I listened to it. And obviously, no, it wasn't my favorite song. But I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this song sounds really good. Like, it actually doesn't sound like crap. <laughs> it's catchy. Like, it's fun. And it got me super excited that I was like, this band actually writes good music. And they mix the music well and they have you know they record it well and stuff and so that got me super excited and and hopeful that there was something here you know 
That's amazing. And then what year was that? Because that looks like that self-titled record came out in 2016. Did you play on that album? Yeah. Yeah. So they okay. had like some filler drums in there. A lot of that's um, it's uh, electronic, like MIDI drums. Mm-hmm. And when I joined on, they had a few songs written and I kind of just added my flair to it and then wrote the drums for the rest of the album. But so I didn't change it that much. I think um, you one, enhanced it. Yeah, nice. I, I, I enhanced it, I guess. But yeah. Awesome. And so once you joined, you said you started, you guys started playing shows like three days, like pretty soon yeah. after Brad so we, joined. We started writing music like February, uh, March. And then he, we met up with him in like May or June. So it was like just right after. And then um, <clears throat> it was, it was almost, I feel like it was the same, it had to have been the same day. Cause we didn't even bring up the show to you when you came or hurt and, and played. No, you did. <laughs> so I he was, was like, we have like, a show in three days. Are you down to play it? And I was like, that's funny. I thought, cause was, I think they had it booked to play acoustic. They had done a few acoustic shows. Oh, Okay. It was horrible. It was for the stone foxes. It was for the stone foxes, if you've ever heard of them. Yeah. And they were, they were, they're like super bluesy rock, hard, like. And they're heavy. big, too. Yeah. And so they, I don't even know how we got set up with opening for them, but that we were like, we need a drummer for this. We can't just go and open for the stone foxes acoustically. So. So you're able to find a drummer <laughs> or get yeah. Brad, hired him, and you've obviously learned the songs. And how was that first show? Was that your first oh, like, was performance as, as far as you said you we, played some Battle of the Bands? Uh, me personally, I had done yeah. bands. I had done like one. I'd done a, a handful of gigs with friends, like little wedding things. I'd done song. Uh, yeah, I'd done a gig with one of their friends from high school. And so. I was still pretty fresh to the scene. What about you guys? Had you played as Cinders yet or no? Like barely. We we played an open mic night. We played once in a motor home. Like, you know, like we it was barely that was our first like actual show show. God. And we like to joke about it because they called it pregnancy still, because I didn't join the band until like quite a few months later. Um <laughs> I was actually like out uh like just doing the hardcore stuff still and they're uh-huh. like yeah the guy we have playing bass we don't think he's actually playing the music we think he's just <laughs> standing there on stage and just unplugged <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so, <laughs> you know, so uh we like to joke that that was the pregnancy stage and then cinders itself started like the october of that year like the okay. day yeah there, that was exactly cinders was legit <laughs> right on that's cool and from that i mean you guys recorded that record how did the band progress from that album to the to the next one we we realized that we didn't like calm perform chill performances and shows and concerts okay. we, we started realizing that we like to uh have fun jump around get sweaty at the end of the night and um because when we do that the crowd does that and we love it when the crowd gets into it and stuff like that so um as we started writing the music for the next album it was definitely uh it fits the the show that we play a lot better um because people a lot of times would say like oh they're really soft on album but it's more like a punk show when you go to the show and this album had a lot more electric guitar a lot more synth a lot heavier drums we actually recorded the his full kit and more it had much more um Death. more energy to it and so that's how the next album we really started directing 
Our first, uh, our first album, I think you kind of were asking about how the album did. Our first yeah, album. Yeah, like versus like, how did you guys well. kind of progress as a band? Yeah, our self-titled, we, I think we sold almost 300 tickets, the album release show, which is yeah. huge for us because that is awesome. Same for our first record, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we did some small, I think that was when oh, we did like that warrior, small yeah. 10 day tour to California. Um, we did some weekend warriors going north and south of Utah and everything. And, and people were loving it. It, it did super well. Obviously, like Montana said, we, really wanted to pick a sound that matched our energy live. And so we, we progressed and we still have those fans that are like, you know, I really like that old acoustic stuff, but, and it's, it's done us well, but we've kind of moved on, you know, we still try to to maintain the same mood and feeling, but it's definitely has more energy to it. And every album we've thrown in, you know, an acoustic song or two here or there, because we still, you know, we still like, like we're still influenced by like the head and the heart and stuff like that. And they're mm-hmm. acoustic band. So we try and throw in that. Very cool. And once you guys put out looking forward to looking back or are you doing bigger tour, like big tours yet, or like had you toured at all? Well, we, we played, I mean, we played in London. We've had a sold out show. Wow. Uh, sold out like a few months in advance. So it was really cool. Um, we played a few shows out there. We did uh, multiple. Was that cool, like going to a totally different country and having like a, a cool sold out that. show. That must have been insane. That's crazy. I think that I, I think for a couple of us, it was the very first time that we'd ever even left the country uh, uh-huh. to play for to play the you know to be bringing our instruments and playing a sold out show is really cool. Um, <clears throat> we also played multiple East Coast tours, West Coast tours. Like we, that that's kind of when we just started playing tons of shows all over the place and so um yeah that it was just a, it was just a steady climb there was no like it, it, there wasn't any type of explosion from that album um but it, it was just a steady climb and it kept uh moving uh upwards from there and it was so it was it, we had fun with that album that's cool and where were you guys when the like pandemic hit you and how did that affect you i know you have a new some a new record yeah, so we, like Montana said, we, uh, to close out 2019, is yeah. that what year it was? 2019. Uh-huh. We got back right at the end of 2019 and we had some stuff planned. Yeah, we just got back from England because we did Brighton, London, Southampton, and, and England. Okay. Uh, we got back and we played like one kind of, yeah, one or two shows, like a, like a homecoming show, I guess you can call it. Uh, back in the our, our state of utah and we are getting we're about to get ready to go to south by southwest to kick off our fall tour of 2020 march 2020 yeah, march 2020 like literally like we're planning this whole west coast our like country tour Another tour yeah. yeah through march and then we hear this like you know this thing covid's coming up and then even our manager was like do we still want to do uh south by like this no one even knows what this is we should still just go out because like even though it's canceled like we can still try and find shows mm-hmm. and then more and more stuff started to drop and like ah maybe we shouldn't go out and tour <laughs> so uh but to, on top of that though like we're fortunate enough to kind of have our own recording space so as opposed to touring we got to write this third record uh during this we, pandemic. we really utilize the time to bury ourselves in that in the writing and, and recording aspect of it so yeah did you have any of the songs prior to, uh, one. oh, just, just one? 
like sort of we had the idea of our song afternoon like kind of the the skeleton of it okay we, uh, we teased it a little on our our fall tour of 2019 um just to kind of start to get it going but nothing other than the skeleton we basically wrote the whole album like 99 percent of the whole album in 2020 wow was that like i mean so basically you guys are just went to the studio you obviously had nowhere no no one was doing anything else like yeah. did that have any effect on the record you think like in the songwriting and the songs i think that the the longing for playing in front of people is you can you can probably feel it because there's a lot of <clears throat> we like to write parts that um will be sung by the crowd like shout outs or like echo type stuff and um <clears throat> yeah i think there's a lot of um a lot of that in there of how we're just dying to get out you get out there and play more shows i think that's probably the most um influence we got from that is just wanting to be out there and i feel like uh we were able to be more introspective on our writing style if that makes sense like because before we would we would come up with ideas and but we are so focused on our touring aspect. We're like, let's just like try it out and go. But now we had nothing to really see if we liked how it felt live or not. Mm -hmm. So we listened to a lot of it. Um, and we sat on our demos for, you know, months. And then we'd come back to the demo like three months later. And we're like, dude, that part sucks. Like let's, <laughs> let's fix this part. Even if it's one chord or even if it's like a whole section or other parts like, dude, that's awesome. Or the entire song we just would scratch. Yeah, exactly. We we wrote a lot of songs with this record. We, you know, <laughs> we wrote a hundred percent, ninety-nine percent of this record in 2020, and two hundred percent of a record we didn't use. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Were you able to test it out as well at all as far as like playing on those like live streams or yeah, I don't test yeah, songs yeah, that way? Um we, we played a few live show live stream shows and it's just it it's, it feels like a practice. Yeah. It feels like a rehearsal, you know, cause you're, it's, you play the song and usually you're used to hearing applause, but it's just dead silent. Right. We also kind of, kind of try to keep it under wraps for a little too. I feel we only really played afternoon, our last single through uh, the live streams, maybe excluding once. Maybe growing up a couple times. What, a couple times or just the one time I thought. We did it twice. But yeah. nonetheless, we had, you know, six other songs, seven, eight other songs that we just didn't even talk about on our live streams just to kind of really keep it under. We, we were pretty rusty. And so <laughs> when we tried the new songs, they, they didn't sound very good. <laughs> oh, dude, like just um, practicing them? Better yeah, exactly. Play these, yeah. Well, because you, you've, you've only released the two songs, those ones that you just mentioned, Afternoon and Growing Up. Yeah. When's the full record coming out? August 27th. Okay. We'll, we'll continue to release stuff. We, we made a plan to have continuous releases um, over the next while because we knew we wouldn't be able to play any shows, um, but we didn't want to just <clears throat> wait on these mixes until shows did become available. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we've, we've had this, we have this release structure where we'll be releasing more and more singles. Um, our, next, our next release will be a three song single that may or may not be out when this podcast is, comes out. Um, <clears throat> but um, uh, that, so that are, there'll be three songs on that one. And then we'll be, uh, we'll be doing some, a uh, couple more releases in, before the full album comes out. Okay. So the next, the three song single will be songs that are all going to be on that record as well. Yeah. So uh, our, okay. 
kind of a trickled release. Yeah. So our, our plan is basically, you know, singles and everything kind of is going to turn into a compilation of the record. Some things are not going to be released as singles and that will be like a full album package, mm-hmm. but some will be just to kind of hype during the time that we can't do anything. Yeah. Well, and then you, you were talking earlier about having a show today. You guys have a show today? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a show. It's a show where, where we, it's, we're playing at a, um, just a small event type thing. But still, um, it's, you're playing in front of people. And, and I mean, yeah, that that's, must be. That's, what, that's why we said yes, because we're like, we're just dying to play shows. <laughs> <laughs> but you played something earlier in January. Is that like, like a COVID safe type thing? Or like, talk yeah, to me about that a little really, bit. Really small capacity. Um, and so, yeah, we, we like to brag that it sold out within uh, like a 30, 40 hours. Um, <laughs> but it, it definitely was very low capacity. So. There's no, was that, was it like where people exactly. spread out and like, sorry, say again. I said, how, how was like, was it weird playing? Like, was that your first time playing in front of people? Like, how was the crowd? Like were people, um, it, it was weary weird. about being around each other or it was weird. The first song and then people just got comfortable and they were singing and, and jumping around and everything. They had like little boxed off sections for, oh groups of people they had to buy the tickets together mm-hmm. there was just a couple areas and stuff and i think one of the shows most of them were friends that had been hanging out anyways so they were all there was like you know 15 20 people together just having fun so even though it felt weird because the room was pretty empty it felt amazing because we hadn't done it in a while and but we could still hear them singing and we were having fun and, and interacting and so we can't complain. I think as much as we're uh, dying to play shows, people are dying to be at shows. Oh, yeah, I know. I've been talking to people about this that I think like it was like taking it for how much we took it for granted before where now instead of being like, oh, that band will be back in you know two months. I'll just see them on their next tour. It's Thursday night. I don't really feel like going out. And now it's like I'm going because yeah. who knows if I'm playing. Yeah, now everyone's kind of uneasy. Like, is are, is this ever going to be back again? I need to like really take advantage of it while while I we can. There, I think there's a market of people that are still a little bit uneasy, but there's a massive market of people that are like, you know, I I literally don't care. Like, I'm gonna go have fun, and I don't care how many people are there. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, as a band, we have to keep it safe because we don't want to get any flack for you well, know choices that people or make. get anyone sick or get right anyone. of course <laughs> we don't want to get in trouble for for being a, a means of that but there are a lot of people out there that as soon as they get to go like they're they're gonna flood the gates yeah. sure sure and it looks like there's some light at the end of the tunnel i mean big festivals are being booked and yeah. announced and Hopefully. you know if if like outside lands in San Francisco can happen, I would hope that, you know, people can yeah. tour. And I did see a bunch of other artists booking stuff in, you know, October, November, when the record comes out, is that the plan to maybe yeah, tour so, in uh, the spring? Right I now, mean, fall. Yeah, no, as of right now, we're trying to book everything we can, but like you were saying, like everyone's booking out 2021, like parts of 2022 are booked yeah. out, but we do have, uh, I don't know if it will be announced yet, but we do have some stuff uh, coming up. Where we can talk about the release show. Yeah, so we're going to be doing a hometown release show the 28th uh, in Salt Lake. Oh um, wow! 
I'm going to announce that August 20th, excuse me. I don't know. I said that. I'm going to say the first of three, I guess. We haven't, because we're going to know. I don't think it's officially. Okay. Well, so (laughs) we're going to be doing that. We're going to play a show at home. Yeah. yeah, Homecoming show. And then we're going to be doing Mercury Lounge in New York in October. Um, I don't remember the exact date of that. And then Minneapolis in December. We, we've got a few things going yeah. where we'll we'll start fleshing the, out the tour around those anchor dates. But um, awesome. yeah, we're just we're we're definitely watching the news closely to to see when this all starts to fade out. I love it. That's amazing. Well, I'm sure you guys are just more than itching <laughs> to play. <laughs> And I appreciate you guys doing this, this interview. I have one more question for you all individually. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Brad's always good at that one. Um, I mean, so, something that everyone always talks about is, you know, they can't wait until they get that big break. They can't wait until, you know, they get that money that is going to help them, you know, pay for the album or they can't wait until they open for someone they can't wait till they land a tour and stuff like that. And, and, you know, there's definitely some bands that just, you know, in a week they're, they go from zero to hero type thing. And, <laughs> but I, I just remind everyone, like, it's, it's not about getting there. It's, it's about enjoying the process. It's, it's about working hard and, and growing your fan base, you know? And I think that hard work is, is what helps you build solid fans. If your success comes in an instant, I feel like it can fall away in an instant, but if you work hard and, you know, have those connections and relationships and and write the right music and build those fans through uh, hard work, then I think they're, they're going to be sticking around and it's going to be a lot harder to, you know, have that crumble around you. (laughs) But that's kind of my biggest thing. You just got to love, love the journey. Don't try to be a rock star in one day. Just, just do you, you know? I love that. What about you, Montana? You got anything to add? Um, I mean, yeah, it's to, to add to what he said, just like, um, <clears throat> we always, we always chat about like he, he, Brad brought up the question the other day of if you could take a pill where you wake up the next morning and you're instantly, um, you know, successful, you have the money that you want, you, you're in a, you're a big band now. W- would you take it? And um, we all thought for a second and realized that we we would say no because um, building the the friendship between um, like us three and the the relationships between the fans as we as we slowly work towards this this uh, goal of ours that it's that's that right there is what the the dream is about. And if you're if that's not what you enjoy, that's, that's, that's what being in a band is, is the, is, uh, we, we joke about being on tour is like 10%, not even 10%, like 5% playing shows, 90% being in a van, in a, in a gross van where you haven't showered in a couple of days and 5% sleeping. Um, <clears throat> and so, um, you got to enjoy the work if you want to, to be able to get to the reward. I love that. Adrian, you have anything to add? Yeah, so uh, on top of that, I'm just going to throw two things because Brad always says this thing, everyone wants to be a rock star, but no one wants to put in rock star work. And that's yeah, all. that's true. But uh, for me, I always like to say with that, um, anyone can pop in a CD or Spotify or whatever, like 
our our thing with our band is like have fun like we all hear in our ears like go hard or go home <laughs> or we're not friends anymore he yeah, yeah. We, we have little voice reminders yeah. and adrian has that uh, on it on because like anyone could you know anyone can listen to your music you need to give them a reason to want to come see you you know have fun at the show like like this is you know like alternative rock whatever it is like people aren't going to just listen to the concert they want to go experience the concert right Mm-hmm. so go have fun and make people want to come see you and tell their friends how sick it was and bring them the next